Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pfizer announced that a low dose of its vaccine is safe and effective for kids ages 5 to 11. Great news until you hear a six-year-old say, I want to do my own research first. (laughs) That's right, the vaccine is highly effective for kids 5 to 11. Meanwhile, four-year-olds are like, yeah, don't mind us, we'll just keep Clorox wiping our Legos, okay? (laughs) Hmm. Kids ain't going to enjoy getting a shot, just period. It's not clear to me they need it at all. Right. And as we said last hour, there have been a total of about 500 deaths. Total 500 in a year and a half for anyone under the age of 18 from COVID. How about if a kid's got like an immune problem or a serious comorbidity? They get it. The average kid, they have no need for it. Yeah, it's hard. Unless you're going to buy that whole, well, they could get it and spread it to granny. Granny's had the freaking shots. And I'm not anti-vaccine in any way. Are you anti-granny? <laughs> certainly not. Uh, I just uh, am I missing something? You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or uh, text us four one five two nine five KFTC. She got the girl disappeared, found her body. Fiance went back to where they lived at his parents' home. Yes, the Gabby Petito story. And he uh, now he's disappeared. He's been gone for a week now, as of today. Is he on the run or dead? You make the call. He's dead. You think? Uh, to me, yeah, he left his car behind and his uh, the their van behind. So the FBI went into his parents' house where he and Gabby lived. Guns drawn yesterday, and like surrounded a shed in the backyard for a while, thinking there might be somebody in there. According to people who were watching, just in case, you got to be careful. So I don't know what what they're thinking right now, but. To me, the only mystery left, unfortunately, is were the parents trying to help him get away with it? Or what's going on with the parents? Yeah, I suspect we'll never know the particulars of how the murder happened. And we may never know where this dude is. I mean, this might be a D.B. Cooper thing, unless they find an alligator chomping on his leg or something like that in beautiful Florida. Because uh, if he's des- decided to go off into a Floridian nature preserve and off himself, the recycling of nature often moves pretty quickly in that part of the world. Well, he took off and his parents didn't tell. So he took off a week ago and his parents didn't tell anybody till Friday. Mm-hmm. So were they giving him time to get away? It's hard to imagine parents would say, you're going to go kill yourself. OK, we'll uh, we'll cover for you while you go kill yourself. Yeah. Did he say, look, I just got to get out of the house. I got to get some air. I'm going to the nature preserve. I'm going to do a little hiking. Then when he didn't return, these people didn't know what to do. It could be they're really stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's always that possibility with anybody. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Or, you know, he admitted to them what happened and they thought, well, it was an accident. He's blameless. We're going to protect the boy and just made a series of missteps. I don't know. I don't. I have a feeling we will have that aspect aspect of it explained, the parents' activities, uh, how the killing took place, um, and and what became of the lad. It's entirely possible we'll never know. Um, he, the autopsy is going to give the basics of the cause of death pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll have some idea. Yeah, but we won't know what happened. To lead to that. Correct. Um, 
So did you hear about the, you remember, I think you brought us this story that mom suspected the last couple of texts that they got on her phone from her phone were not her. Yeah. And did you see what the one was that tipped her off? Uh, I saw one, but go ahead. So a text comes in from her phone that refers to grandpa by name instead of saying grandpa. Oh. Which is just a, a weird thing. Is So is the boy that dumb that if you're going to grab her phone, you killed her, now you're going to you're gonna cleverly text from her phone to give you more time. Oh, you know what? I just flipped to the story. She texted, can you help Stan instead of Grandpa? Right. Nobody calls their grandpa. And, and, and Mom said she never called him by his name. Of course, you know, nobody calls That's Grandpa cl- by their name. It's clearly fake. 100%. But how, could he be that stupid? Apparently, yes. Wow. I would say he is absolutely that stupid. I mean, that's really moronic. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. You know, the, the, the both the kids, are, they're so good looking. Yep. You assume they're not morons. You know, you make assumptions of uh, kind of class, elegance, and uh, intellect based on the fact that they're good looking. They have symmetrical faces. Yep. Duh, who's stupid? I am. We all are for yeah. making that assumption. Yeah. There you go. That's awful. It's an awful story. I wonder if we'll ever. Uh, you know, uh, it's you know, it's also awful, Joe. Beaning, which is a viral craze that is sweeping the world, not just the nation, seems to be really bad in England, where they are sounding the alarm over a strange trend that started with a b- bizarre case of baked bean vandalism earlier this summer, and has now become a bona fide craze all around the world. Uh, someone was dousing cars and doorsteps with the the syrupy side dish. So it's not the whole can, which would just be like throwing a rock at somebody. And they open the can and they pour the baked beans all over your sidewalk or your car windshield or whatever. I wish they wouldn't. It has come to the attention of police that this new trend has been started by groups of youths and it is called beaning. So they've said to people worldwide, to shopkeepers, whoever, beware of youths buying large quantities of cans of beans. First it was spray paint, now beans. You can't buy them unless you're 18. I'm not certain of this, but I'm guessing there aren't that many young people that are just really enjoy baked beans. So that they're going to go buy five cans of baked beans because that's what their plan is for the weekend. Exactly. And mom has neglected to buy them their beloved beans, so they have to go out and buy them themselves. Have a rave, take some ecstasy, and eat baked beans. I don't think yes. that's what's going on here. Wow. Now, what's the uh, what's that craze where, where kids are defacing public bathrooms and school bathrooms and stuff? It's the Sweet Lick Challenge. Why or... is it called that? I don't know. Is that the right name? I know that's happened locally because a whole bunch of schools locally have had their bathrooms destroyed over that TikTok craze. And uh, Hanson, our producer, set up where he lives at the parks. The bathrooms have been destroyed. Don't destroy stuff. God, I since I was a little kid, it's funny, you're either this way or you're not. Since I was a little kid, I hate people who destroy things. I'm just, I've always hated that. Don't break things. Don't spray paint things. Don't ruin things. I just, I, I've never understood that. It's called the Delicious Licks Challenge. But why is it, that's gross. Why is it called that? I don't know. I'm looking at the beaning. I can oh, understand it's that because I devious, love devious lick. I love beans. Uh, that would make more sense. Part for primary. So <laughs> evidently, that was a bit of a uh, an autocorrect situation with the delicious licks. Um, the latest challenge to gain popularity is the. This is on TikTok. 
the communist platform. Uh, the trend involves students posting videos that show them stealing, damaging, or showing off items taken from school. As for how the trend got its name, according to Urban Dictionary, a lick is a successful type of theft which results in an acceptable, impressive, and rewarding payday for the protagonist. So it's kind of a, a synonym of score. Okay. It was a big score. The trend, which is also referred to as diabolical licks or dastardly licks, originated in early September. It is early September. Here today, gone today. After, uh, well, I guess it's not early September, is it? After somebody named Jug4 Elias posted a video showing a box of disposable masks that the user claimed to have stolen from a school. A month into school, absolutely devious licks. See, that sort of thing? I mean, God dang it, if I caught my kid doing that, I'd be so unhappy. So you're proud of yourself because you stole a box of masks. How the, is that an accomplishment of any kind, you moron? Because I wouldn't the video, say you moron to my own kid. The video guy might. The video garnered over three hundred and forty-five thousand eight hundred views before hey, it was removed. Morons who looked at the video. Why do you think that's admirable in any way? Yeah, you walked by an office somewhere in the school, and they had a box of masks, and you took them when no one was looking. Congratulations. Class A, moron. Sun Lake High School in Lando Lakes, Florida, home of the delicious butter, uh, posted about the challenge on Facebook, telling the community, while kids may think this is a harmless prank, it is indeed criminal activity, which will lead to serious school consequences and arrests. Soap dispensers, exit signs, safety signage for fire rescue, and classroom telephones are just few of the items that were removed and stolen this week. I tell you what. You know what? The experiment in the modern childhood is over. It's time to go back to Dickensian London. Once you're eight, you're in a factory. Probably a dangerous one. Probably dealing with harmful chemicals. There's no more of this adolescence. You're a little kid, then you're an adult, age eight. It was a noble experiment, <laughs> you're but smoking, it has failed. You're smoking and you're in a factory. Pregnant by 16. All right? Bitter and divorced by 28. Second marriage, probably work out. But you'll still be working in the same factory. Well, you know, this whole concept of childhood being fun is really recent it is and only really in you know your super successful countries in the timeline of humanity it is a tiny little fraction of an inch i had not thought about it that much until i was watching jerry seinfeld comedians in cars getting coffee with alec baldwin and jerry seinfeld was talking about his kids and he's my kids all they do is play they have fun in your childhood he said did uh, did your dad have a childhood? My dad didn't have a childhood. Alec Baldwin said, no, my dad didn't Alex have a childhood. Alec Baldwin. My dad didn't have a childhood. I mean, they, they worked. They worked and went to school. Starting, like, when you're old enough to, like, be on your feet. Yeah. Laundry and farming and stuff like that. The idea of what hijinks can I get into just screwing around having fun is fairly recent. Every single day. Every day, clear until you're, like, 30 for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, again... Failed. Idle hands, devil's workshop. Got to go back to the progressives of the 1920s and undo what they brought child labor in factories. More eight year olds smoking in factories. Sure. So it's need... good for society. You child. So, uh, what do we have? We have something. Oh, uh, uh, 
No, I forgot. I had it for a second. What? It's good. Uh, well, an update on the uh, years running Durham investigation. Oh, right. Yeah. Finally, something's happened. We should have gotten to it earlier. Yeah. I blame myself. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't heard this, it's pretty interesting how this whole mess started, how involved the Clinton campaign was in starting it. The Russian collusion hoax, folks. And, and, there could be justice finally. And well, and nobody cares anymore. I care. It's so frustrating. I care deeply. Um, but we'll have that next. Armstrong and Getty. Well, it's been three weeks since the U.S. military left Afghanistan. The Taliban is apparently taking advantage of the abandoned luxuries that were left behind. Uh, take a look at these photos that were posted by a journalist that have gone viral. It shows the, the Taliban fighters in pedal boats uh, on the lake of uh, an empty park. Militants hit the waters in the, you know, some are shaped like a swan or a flamingo, whatever other bird-themed Vessels, Taliban members are seen pedaling around, carrying an arsenal of weapons, including what looks to be a rocket launcher in one shot. Yeah, if you haven't seen these pictures, they are surreal, an overused word, but these are. It looks just like the pedal boats that you've used on a family vacation, the bright colors, the plastic on a beautiful lake, except it's the Taliban with their beards and turbans and everything like that, with giant guns in their hands, with big smiles on their faces, pedaling around the lake. Swan pedal boats. Holy cow, that yeah. is surreal. Yep. You and your sweetheart holding hands, you having your, a special moment. You and your kids. You and your Kalishnikov. Weird. Having, you know, having executed a few uh, folks who worked with the American Devils, relaxing on the pond in your favorite swan. Wow, that's just crazy. Is there a book coming out soon that is going to blow up the whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden story into something that everyone talks about. Maybe. So stay tuned. So speaking of uh, bad actors, uh, you may recall this John Durham character who's been investigating the origins of the Russian collusion hoax that fascinated America and beclowned so many in the media. Uh, he uh, issued an indictment a few years ago, uh, a few days ago, rather, of uh, Washington lawyer Michael Sussman. He lied to the FBI during the early stages of the inquiry. Sussman worked through his firm as an attorney for the Hillary Clinton campaign, is accused in the indictment of a single felony count of making a false statement during a September 26th meeting with FBI General Counsel James Baker. Sussman lied, denying that he was representing any client as he told the FBI about digital evidence allegedly linking computers in Trump's tower to Russia's Alpha Bank turned out to be completely false. Uh, and and uh, Clinton and, and he and all sorts of people were reclining, I'm sorry, were, um, um, they were basing all of their allegations on the idiotic Steele dossier, etc. Now, the word is there are going to be more indictments coming down as this Durham is a deliberate operator. Jonathan Turley called him an EFAS pitch deliverer. That's the slow, arcing pitch that's almost comedically deliberate. Um, but there are bigger names involved in kind of an interesting way, and Mike Emanuel of Fox News was reporting on this last night. Clip 30, Michael, if you would. An indictment in the John Durham probe may only be scratching the surface. One expert says this indictment exposes a type of Nixonian dirty tricks operation 
run by or at least billed to the 2016 Clinton campaign. In this case, it was the spreading of Russia collusion stories triggering an FBI investigation. From October 31st, 2016, Clinton tweeted a statement from her then senior policy advisor, Jake Sullivan, saying this could be the most direct link yet between Donald Trump and Moscow. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. Sullivan is now President Biden's national security advisor. So that claim was 100% fabricated. Now, maybe he believed it, when he tweeted that message, sent that message. Um, but that's Jake Sullivan. Right. The uh, pencil eraser headed fellow we've been talking about on the news of late. Jonathan Turley thought that was interesting. Clip 31. It's unnerving that he's now in charge of looking at intelligence reports and telling President Biden uh, what seems to be good intelligence. Uh, this was it, it, the ultimate of conspiracy theories. I mean, this was a real tinfoil hat type of, t- of conspiracy theory. So is Sullivan a fool who can't tell good intelligence from bad, or was he just uh, part of the dirty trick squad and was passing it along? I don't know, but the way that they created this stuff, fed it to the media, then would respond to it as if they were learning it from the media, the Clinton campaign, and then it would turn into a giant national story. is just, it's amazing. And then the media would quote them as having substantiated the report. <laughs> right, right. It's really incredible. The whole thing was phony. Wow. Uh, got a little more on the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden thing, uh, just to, to give you a, a heads up on a book that's coming out soon. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I, I understand what they're saying that's bts the most popular group in the world i believe music group in the world by uh downloads or streams bts the that's K- all you need to know about humanity bts k-pop band they released this video at the un today yeah the united nations it's got something to do with climate change called Permission to Dance. What's Permission to Dance got to do with climate change? Oh, it's, it's, it's a very subtle, very sophisticated lyrically. All right. Anyway. So, yay. All right. Um. <laughs> so, this is danged interesting. I'm trying to figure out how big a deal this is or how big a deal it will end up being. I'm very cynical these days, as you know. I'm practically a nihilist. Appropriately so, I think. She had that stuff last segment about how it's becoming even more clear, in case you weren't certain already, that the origin of the whole Trump-Russian collusion thing was just completely phony and created by the Clintons. And and I don't think anybody's going to pay a price for it. And I think it's going to be, it'll just go away. Nobody pays a price for anything anymore. No, not really. And this might be another one of those, but the source matters. This is being reported by Politico because one of their own, a guy named Ben Schreckinger, he's a Politico guy, has got a book that is out today called The Bidens, Inside the First Family's 50-Year Rise to Power. Out Mm, today. Interesting. 
finds evidence that some of the purported Hunter Biden laptop material is genuine, including two emails at the center of last October's controversy. Remember that the New York Post published, but Twitter wouldn't allow it on there, and neither would Facebook. They wouldn't even link to the story in the New York Post about these. Well, they suspended the New York Post's account. And the FBI claimed it was Russian disinformation. Well, this book out from a political writer, this is not Breitbart, this is Politico. All right? Um, If they lean any direction, they lean left. And uh, finds evidence that the two main emails are real. Um, The book is out today. Uh, A person who had independent access to Hunter Biden's emails confirmed he did receive a 2015 email from a Ukrainian businessman thanking him for his chance to meet Joe Biden. The same goes for a 2017 email in which a proposed equity breakdown of a venture with the Chinese energy executive includes the line, 10 held by H for the big guy. This person recalled, recalled seeing both emails, but was not in a position to compare the blah, blah, blah. Um, so that confirmation is there, that those emails were real. That include the famous big guy, you know, that everybody assumes is Joe Biden. Sure. Glenn Greenwald uh, is commenting on this on his Twitter thread. He said, I have a copy of Schreckinger's important book and will write about it uh, in the near future. Remember that big tech and Democrats censored this story before the election. That was a grave assault. And he said, kudos to the journalist for reporting facts most in the corporate media do not want to hear. And Glenn Greenwald said, as a reminder, this is what happened. It was obvious from the start that Hunter Docs were authentic. They concerned Joe's activities, not Hunter's. The CIA lied, saying it was Russian disinformation. And big tech and media united to censor the reporting in the last days before the election. I think that is unassailably correct. I think so, too. But will it make any difference to anybody? Now, that's an interesting question. There will be a great deal of excitement on the right, certainly. I think there will be a growing narrative that Joe Biden sold access through his son. Whether that will amount to anything substantive or just maybe a a shift in public perspective, I couldn't tell you. Unless, you know, the the felonies are found to have been committed. But I think that's fairly unlikely. Well, I'll keep my eye out. They regularly quote Politico and Politico books on... uh... MSNBC and CNN in those places, but I'll see if they look at this at all. I'll be shocked if a word of it gets mentioned. So, Well, do you remember that whistleblower came out uh, six months ago or, or whenever it was who was talking about having partnered with the Bidens in a handful of ventures, and he spoke of the 10% being held for the big guy and that sort of thing. Absolutely, everybody who comes forward has the same story. It all fits together. Nobody has ever impeached their credibility. It's just so... It's. Uh, and if you know anything about the way Washington works, I mean, this is like accusing a baseball player of spitting. It's not really that crazy a charge. Well, the family gets rich, directly or indirectly, through their access to the big guy. I still Bingo. Hold, I still hold out the possibility that Hunter was doing this without really his dad's knowledge. Well, no, no, because no? The, the emails that you were just talking about have to do with his business venture contacts meeting joe biden and getting a chance to talk to him no i believe that happened i don't know if joe biden knew though that his son was trading on that and getting profit off of it he could be claiming he's given 10 percent to his dad but he just kept it yeah i find that unlikely he, he was selling access and keeping the money that he would sell it and not give it to his dad 
Well, again, to getting back to my baseball player spitting analogy, what I'm describing is the way Washington works. I mean, that's how all those congressional families and senators' families all get rich. Oh, no doubt. So I, you know, I don't, you know, okay, I appreciate you serving as the defense for Joseph R. Biden, uh, D of Delaware, uh, but I think it's it's Hunter. a stretch to believe that Biden wasn't aware of how the family business was being. Run. Hunter's a crackhead. He's capable of anything. That's weird. Hunter, man, you're a loser. The man struggled with addiction, and listen to you dismissing him. <laughs> He's a bright young lawyer. <laughs> I mean, so bright, Burisma hired him as a board member. So bright, Chinese financial ventures wanted to give him a billion dollars to invest. Very bright boy. Has nothing to do with the fact that he's connected to Joseph R. Biden. And artist. And artist. His his debut paintings are worth near seven figures. Talented boy. I tell you what, he'll he'll be recognized as the Da Vinci of our age soon enough. He's like the Da Vinci and the Babe Ruth and the, I don't know, the Buddha, all in one. And he knows where to get some crack if you need any. <laughs> my son, my nine-year-old, is really struggling uh, now that he's in school with the whole being tired all the time. And uh, and he said, I got he said, I got to, can, can, can I go to school an hour later? I just need an hour more of sleep. Oh, and I oh said, my lad, trust me. And I, know. I said, and I said, the only place you can make up sleep is on the front end. That's just the way it works. The only way you can get more sleep is you got to go to bed earlier because school and then work are always at a particular time. So the only place you can add sleep is on the front end. So he's committed to he wants to go to sleep at 1 p.m., he said, <laughs> every day. <laughs> Like grabbing a nap or uh, just like sleeping for 14 I don't know. hours? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The coming to the realization that you might be tired for the rest of your life is a tough one. Taking a nap. And then the great argument between, you know, night Joe and morning Joe. Mm-hmm. As Jerry Seinfeld so brilliantly described, night Joe wants to stay up and have a big time and does not give a crap what morning Joe thinks night Joe is a belligerent selfish selfish jerk and morning Joe hates night Joe oh yeah yeah what what were you thinking last night tonight you're going to bed on time you're not gonna watch that last quarter of the football game or whatever the hell it is that you were doing or have that idiotic last drink. As you once said many years ago, why? So you can be drunker while you sleep? <laughs> well, I've done it a, 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 a 10,000 times. I know. It doesn't make any sense, though. Right. Didn't keep me from doing it, the fact that it didn't make any sense. But yeah, just, right. just so I can be a little drunker while I'm asleep. Add a little more to that headache in the morning. I think I'll have one right before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What Hilarious. would the plucky youngsters of BTS say to that sort of stupidity? They'd ask for permission to dance at the UN. At the UN. So what were the people at the UN doing while they played the minute and a half video from BTS? Dancing, needless to say. The Palestinian representative was dancing with the Israeli. The Chinese were dancing with the South Koreans. <laughs> Was, was the U.N. concerned that people were taking it too seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're taking... We're not enough of a joke yet. What can we do? <laughs> 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 
We still have some credibility. How would we shred that last bit of credibility? I know. We'll play a minute and a half video from BTS. Do we have a musical act that is not even challenging to nine-year-old girls? (laughs) Uh, We'll finish strong. That's what we do. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My job entails making sure that the odour of the vehicle is suitable for the customer. Having a trained nose means that I can tell the difference between fake and real leather, or cloth and fabric, etc. It is all about that emotional connection between the driver and their brand new car. And the new car smell is an important part of that. That's a guy from uh, works with Nissan. He's the smell evaluator for the company, and they know that people like a new car smell, so he evaluates... The smells, to try to get the smell right. Kind of reminds me of when we had that story about everybody determined that the sound of a door, a particular sound of a door closing is is a, the sound of a quality-made car. So they work right. really, it, you know, it, it's Goodhart's law. It's the, as soon as a measure becomes a something or other, um, it ceases <laughs> to be a good measure. There you go. Uh, uh, as soon as they decided people like the sound of a door closing a certain way because it sounds like quality, they started making sure they could make the door sound that way without the quality being the same. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, speaking of cars, I have a couple of interesting economic stories here for you. Um, Automakers could soon be required, required to install technology to detect drunk drivers. Yeah. It's part of the giant so-called infrastructure bill awaiting a Senate vote. Now, this is the actual infrastructure bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's in there. Not the communism bill. Um, yeah, it's going to take a while before it's actually implemented. There's a couple of years for automakers to work on this, and then a couple of years to blah, blah, blah. Uh, but what's really interesting, I assumed it'd be like everybody would have a tube coming out of their dashboard that they would have to not, blow in. It's in your seat. You sit on it. It goes up in you. <laughs> That's not my understanding of it, but perhaps you read different articles. The technology centers on sensors that could measure alcohol in the air around the driver or a sensor in the start button or or steering wheel to measure blood alcohol content in the capillaries in your fingers. Okay, the fingers. Or a probe that comes out of your seat and goes up you. Kind of like the gear shift. Um, The air thing wouldn't work because your super drunk buddy... That you're driving home would uh, would set it off. Or what if you're, you know, a little paranoid about the Chinese bat fever and you rub a little hand sanitizer on your hands? Yeah, I don't know what I think about this. A smarter person will have to tell me what I think about it, but my first thought is it won't work. You know, me too. It won't work all the time, and regularly your car won't start, and I'll be like, what the hell? Absolutely, and this article actually reminds me that in the 1970s, uh, the car makers were required to have seatbelt technology that you couldn't start your car unless your seatbelt was buckled. I remember that. But I remember it my dad frequently malfunctioned. Yeah, I remember my dad had a car, one of those cars, and it stranded drivers because you couldn't get your damn car to start. So we'll see if that happens. Also, from the world of economics, uh, I just got a news alert on my phone over here from. Uh, Wall Street Journal about this Evergrande, Evergrande, probably Evergrande, China's giant developing developer company. 
a, a massive, massive real estate development company that is now more or less going broke, teetering on the edge of being broke. It's in unimaginable amounts of debt. Is this China's Lehman Brothers moment? Is the Wall Street Journal take on it? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, and is this edit, uh, an editorial? Um, it's kind of an editorial from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, teetering Shenzhen property conglomerate China Evergrande is the Chinese economy in miniature. Both have operated for decades on the principle that it was worth borrowing to build. Um, in Evergrande's case, mostly housing. In China's case, not just apartments, but roads, rail, airports, other infrastructure. Evergrande's business has run out of credit in large part due to policy shifts by the Chinese government. Investors have watched in horror, blah, blah, blah. China's economic model has also run out of road, and the process of putting it on a new track is likely to bring more Evergrande-like mistakes. Is it possible China is on the verge of some economic, uh, if not catastrophe, crack-up? I need to read the rest, the rest of this. Yeah, it's really interesting. Lehman Brothers was the big financial house that first collapsed, and nobody thought it was even could even be possible that right. a place like Lehman Brothers could go under. And then a whole bunch of others followed immediately, and we had the worldwide catastrophe that was the meltdown in two thousand eight. And um, could that be happening in China right now? It's it's the classic. How did you go broke gradually, then suddenly? Um, it's, it's amazing how these things can just collapse all of a sudden like that. And, you and, know, I got and, a little gray this, around my temples. I'm thinking of retiring. Not soon, but someday. And a lot of the smartest people in the world don't see this coming, which is even more amazing. Both could have serious implications for the rest of the world. The worst case short-term impact from Evergrande would be that it prompts a domino of failures as finance flees from other Chinese property companies. Housing and land prices crash, and Chinese savers find the empty apartments they invested in are worth less than they paid. Suppliers of concrete, steel, wire, pipes, and other building materials would collapse, and unemployment would soar. The global hit would start with countries that provide the coal, iron, ore, and other commodities China needs, such as Australia and Brazil, but wouldn't stop there. And on they go. Urgh. You know, I don't one, even want to think about it. One interesting part is, and I've uh, read a couple of different books about this. I think this was in the Hundred Year Marathon um, about how after the two thousand eight crisis or the world collapse that started here in the United States, China got a real feeling of okay, that whole capitalist system of yours sucks. We got a better way to do it. Well, hmm. this would be a real blow to their "we've got a better way to do it" model. And if that wipes out half of my retirement savings, would I be gleeful that the communists have been discredited or not? As long as you live to till you're 90, so it all comes back. Till I, I work till I'm 90. <laughs> Final thought with A-N-G. Yeah! God, we'll be doing this when we're 90 and still talking about the same crap. Hunter Biden's emails. <laughs> here's, your, Hilarious. Here, here's your host, Joe Getty, for Final Thoughts. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael! Trying to recapture my youth. I slept well. I'm drinking lots of water, non-sugary foods. It feels good. And let's see if I... It's one day, but let's see if I can keep it up. Isn't that amazing? Whenever you do it well, like you eat well, you get enough sleep, how great you feel. You'd think, being smart beasts, we would... Take that and think, okay, I'm going to do that again today, but we don't. You're discouraging me. Young Alex, do you have a non-discouraging final thought? <laughs> I do. We were talking earlier about the liquor beer that Sam Adams is putting out, the 28%. It's got a $280 price tag. I can find it way cheaper. It's about $5 a gallon down at the local <laughs> Unical. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, um, somebody texted said, here in San Antonio, my son's high school has closed the bathrooms. They have no bathrooms at the school because of the severe damage being done because of this TikTok craze. Ugh. We got to pull the plug on childhoods. You were right. Kids need to go into the mines at age eight. Back to the fact. No more sitting around looking at your phone, thinking of ways to destroy. Michael, do you have that music I asked for a second ago, or would that be too complicated? Uh, here it goes. Just a second. Ho, 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 everybody. Because of possible toy shortages and delays from COVID-related supply chain issues, ho, 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 you should start Christmas shopping right now. More on this story tomorrow. The first day of fall, you have to Christmas shop? Oh, absolutely. Problem is the loading docks in China, et cetera, et cetera. Starting to get sick of China. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Get yourself some A&G swag. I'm actually wearing one of the t-shirts now, as you can see. Uh, also, you can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And if there's any part of the show you missed, grab it via podcast on demand. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Whether you're neurodivergent or not, a lot of people have this experience. Yeah! It's, it's it's really serious. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. But if we don't, if stay. we don't, I'm just saying, take care. Wear your mask. Get out of here, you moron! Take your turtleneck and get. Now I know you guys are having fun playing your game, but damn it, bro, put the duck back. So let's go out with a bang. I've never had any sex. Thank I don't want to have any sex. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.